Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Right, well, everybody's just talking, but I'm going to start irregardless. Hello and welcome to this week's IGN UK podcast. Welcome back, Alex Simmons. Hello. It's been a long time since you've graced your presence. I've been building the new office with my hands. Just your bare hands, <laughs> yes. brick by brick. Yes. How's it been? My, I've got no hands left. I've just got bloody stumps. <laughs> but it's been okay. And we're here. That's where we are, we're right in a second. That's why you can hear the echo. Yeah, we're in a... Are you saying that I didn't do the soundproofing <laughs> properly? Thanks, Keza. We're, st- we're, we're finalising the place, but we're in the game... We're in the brand we're, new We're not in the new studio. We're, we're, in the, we're in the games room, which has very loud aircon. We can't turn the aircon off because someone's having a meeting in the other room. So <laughs> Alex and I are both wearing jumpers because it's fucking cold. <laughs> it's really I'm fine. Cold. We've got amazing aircon. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. I'm totally fine. I don't think it's we've realised that aircon can actually be like just a nice warm temperature as well rather than freezing cold. <laughs> it's ridiculously <laughs> cold in this office. Uh, what's wrong with you wimps? I oh, know. Those are the voices you've heard, by the way. Uh, uh, Daniel Kruper. Hello. Wearing, wearing a very <laughs> fetching sweater. Thank you. With an Empire Strikes Back logo thing on it. Yeah, it's topical, isn't it? We'll come on to that in a minute. Oh, I see. And Kez McDonald's here as well. Hello. She's buying a kitten. I am. I'm buying a kitten. Very exciting. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... Why aren't we going to talk about my kitten? Because it's fucking dull. boring. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it is true that your cat is really boring to everybody else. Yeah. Not just your cat, but probably your, your children as well. Actually. <laughs> That's true. Because yeah. I've got the greatest child in the world, Alex. But you probably have as well. My child was better. Maybe we should put them in a fight or something. I fucking love that. I would love that. I, I have, I've taught Polly how to use scissors. So she really? would, yeah, yeah, she'd stab her. Maybe oh, those little plastic gonna, scissors. I'm going to pump her up on Haribo and then throw her into the room. <laughs> Go on. Oh, can we get them to wear those little, get, get those little sumo wrestling suits? You know, like the big inflatable sumo wrestling suits you yeah. get? Let's make them for children and get them to wear them. Yeah. Right, this started right. out with whimsy and you're like taking it to practicalities now. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, so yeah, we've moved into the new office. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's big. better than the last place. It's huge. Twice the size. Gigantic. It feels yeah. bigger though, I think. Than tw- Although yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit more open plan than it was, isn't it? Which means that yeah, you we've can't got a toilet in the middle of the office, which yeah. is a fucking awkward. When Kez <laughs> is a it, I had a curry the night before. Yeah, Chris Tilly <laughs> updating the bog roll every morning. <laughs> the trouble is, it is literally in the middle of the office. There's no doors or, or, or walls. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's, it's just not a even party. a cubicle. It's just like a little curtain around. It's, a, it's just a dirty bucket. Like unisex toilets always throw at you, and then you realise you're just in the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. What do we like best about the new office? So far, we're only four days in. Oh, I quite like my new chair. I've got a fancy new chair. Chair is very nice. To be honest, though, Creeps, your chair at the old office was, <laughs> it was really fucked. Don't lift the curtain. Yeah, I was basically squatting for a month. Literally, <laughs> yeah. literally squatting. Bucket. Yeah. But uh, what was really funny is that on the days when you weren't in the office and other people would just go to sit at your desk to talk to somebody else, just slide off. They'd then. be like this as they as they hit the floor. <laughs> because for so, your your chair didn't actually balance. No. This that's why I have I basically massive hamstrings. Enormous so, glutes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's why I did well go. in the 10K, Alex. Well We're done weighed you. down by your enormous glutes. <laughs> wow. You've got youth on your side. Yeah. Definitely I quite fitness. like the view of Oxford Street that we get from our kitchen. On the first was, day here, we all dressed up as in Pikmin onesies and waved at passers by. 
We not all of us didn't. I didn't. Me and Daniel did. You? did. I didn't know. No, there you are then. Me, Daniel, and Tom did. I donated my Pikmin onesie to Bear Park, but I don't think he would wear he's it. He's too tall. He did wear it. it. He wore it with us. Yeah, he, he did wear it. Yeah. it, was t- it was t- he's too tall for it. Right. He's yeah, too tall just... to be a Pikmin. <laughs> I like my desk. Yeah, mainly because it's away from you lot. Yeah, yeah you don't sit with us anymore. <laughs> you're too good for us. Corner, yeah, management corner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> By Have the you window. that we're on a, a raised little platform, so we're higher than everybody else. <laughs> you put yourself on a pedestal. <laughs> we're not. We're not. Uh, but no, I think it's a nice office. I like it. It's great. It's great. We look yep. forward to welcoming some of you guys in here when it's all set up. Yeah, yeah, make, sure, gonna, make, yeah. yeah make sure we're here, though. Don't just come, Don't just come in. That's just yeah. rude. We must just say we've got an excellent alarm system and the police will be called. That is true. Yes. Also, I will be called at the same time. Oh, will you? Yes. That's oh, awesome. no. You don't I'm want on that. The rapid response team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Even oh. I live miles away. <laughs> miles away. I'll be there. Oh, really shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Where are my keys? Oh, no. Oh, where my, where's my jumper? Two hours later, the game room's ransacked. All our stuff is gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming on Monday, Alex. They're crying. Going, oh. <laughs> they took all the PS3 controllers. I'm allowed to use brute force. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Who killed you? Me. always did anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, all this other Seriously, if I was the first on the crime scene, I'd just be like, 999, yes, can you come around and investigate this? I'm scared. No, imagine you'd be like Mark Corrigan in that episode of Peep Show where he just sits on the burglar and then puts him on the balcony. You're saying I'm fat? Um, oh. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. Just saying. Oh. I think so. When are, when are our reviews? Next week. Mm. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been out of the country, Creeper. Yeah, I went to Germany. Why? I went to Star Wars Celebration Europe and I got the, the worst hotel room ever. It was like the German equivalent of the Linton Travel Tavern. <laughs> All the other journalists from fucking Empire were staying in a really nice Sheraton, which I actually went to by accident from the airport. Didn't tell you around that, about that, did I? And then I walked across Essen in the midday heat. It took me about 50 minutes to walk to my hotel because I spent all my euros on the first taxi, which cost 90 fucking euros. It was, to cost, it, was, it was supposed to cost 30 euros. cost me 90 that's about 86 quid. How did it cost you that? I thought I had no more money. My debit card didn't work. <laughs> so I had to walk across Essen, use 3G. I'm not looking forward to that, Bill. Uh, I got to my um, travel tavern next to the autobahn, went to my room, no aircon. And Jar Jar Binks. Oh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> it, was, it was the, the prequel equivalent of a press trip. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. Another press oh, but yeah, um, prequel. But yeah, apart from that, so. you know saying, what I mean. Just said. Apart from that, cra- yeah, but that little great. story. That little story is why this podcast has been nominated for GMA because it's it's stuff like that. Uh, well, because they knew I was going to tell that story. Probably, they, yeah. Those mystic Megs. Yeah. Is that where you bought your jumper from? Um, I already own this actually. Ah, it's not. It's a Star Wars jumper. It's a oh, Star Wars that, jumper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I went to some of the panels that were there. They had um, they reunited lots of the cast from Return of the Jedi because it was the 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi this year. So Carrie Fisher was there, Mark Hamill was there. Jabba the Hutt? New no. Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca. Um, Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Warwick Davis was there. He hosted a lot of the panels and he kind of did it in the kind of Ricky Gervais style persona where he right. was taking the piss out of himself constantly and looking towards the audience quite knowingly. Um, he knows what's working for him, doesn't he? Yeah, and he was, he was genuinely actually really good. Um, Anthony da- uh, Daniels is an absolute ego monster. He's just terrible. Hello, Anthony, if you're listening. Uh, well, I don't care. He was awful. He's an awful human being. And That's it's quite idea. obvious that the other cast members don't actually like him that much. <laughs> Did Kenny Baker die? No, he was there, but he was signing autographs. Because right. him and Anthony Daniels really don't him. get on. Apparently right. he, well, he still lives in Preston, 
which right. is near Blackburn where I grew up. And occasionally you would see him walking around Preston and he owns his own business where he can drive, he drives limos and he'll drive you on your wedding day. <laughs> really? Not yeah. dressed as R2D2. <laughs> That would be amazing. No, imagine that being driven to your wedding by R2D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really can't imagine the situation in which the problem is because you take the suit off and go, it's really me. And you go, I've no idea who that is. Put, put, put the suit back on, old midget. That's his thing. Um, so, yeah, Kenny Did Baker. Did he ever do anything other than Star Wars? Kenny Baker. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, he must have done Time Bandits. They all did Time Bandits, didn't they? <laughs> they all did. All of them. All of them. All of them. They, funny little they rounded them all up. Those little chaps. Didn't they? <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> but we, um, the, probably the most interesting panel of the weekend was with Kathleen Kennedy, who is a long-term producer of Steven Spielberg, started on E.T., he's been on Jurassic Park, yep. all of his films, loads of blockbusters, Rising Sun. Jurassic Park. So she was there at the inception of um, compute-generated um, imagery in films. She, the first composited shot was, I think, in a, um, Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. Young Sherlock Holmes, I'm yes, sorry. the stained glass window. Yeah. Mm. And then she was there f- when they created the wireframe models of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. She was right. there at that moment, and they saw that running on a screen at ILM and thought, wow, we can make this movie. Yeah. Proof of concept. And... Jurassic Park, I think, is really kind of reassuring when you think that she's working on Star Wars Episode Seven because Jurassic Park blends practical effects with CGI and it gets a really good balance yep. in the same way that the original Star Wars balanced model work with real, lo- real location shooting. And that's kind of what she kept saying again and again when she's on stage was we're going to focus on story and character first and then effects. And when we do focus on effects, it's going to be like shooting in amazing real world locations like forests and jungles and deserts. And then using CGI in association with models and more traditional techniques, Um, which is just like, I think for Star Wars fans, that's like basically saying all the right things. Yeah, Mm. exactly. Especially because of the prequels. Yeah. Uh, which are kind of weird synthetic like experiences if you go well, back and like some of the lost locations like you know um, Endor n- and things like that just well they shot them in like the great redwood forests yeah. in, in California um, yeah. they flew Warwick Davis over for that when he was a little kid yeah. and it, it, it looks real because it is real <laughs> Warwick Davis was a kid when he played uh, he was 11 it? is that right he was yeah. a little 11 year old kid it was that. his first ever film yeah there you go although it was really awkward Carrie Fisher did a panel with him and Carrie Fisher's still off her face because she was kind of showing, they were showing pictures of um, Warwick Davis with her as a kid on the set of Return of the Jedi when he was 11. And she was basically intimating that she molested him. Oh my Ooh. God. It was really, because there was a picture of like him hugging her and she was like in lay bikini and he was like, oh, you don't know what I was thinking. And she went, oh, you didn't know what I was thinking. Look where my hand's going. It's like, inside the evil. Oh, oh okay. 11. And she said she was off her face <laughs> for most of Empire Strikes Back. She well, I think it. we uh, knew that, didn't we? And they asked her, must have asked her, what do, you, what do you think of now being a Disney princess? And she said, oh, I'm looking forward to it, meeting all the other ones, Sleeping Beauty, wake that bitch up. <laughs> um, Snow White, give her a fucking tan. She's like, <laughs> what? She's yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Wow. So that was a Star Wars celebration? Yeah. Where's it going to be next year, do you know? Um, well, that was Star Wars Celebration Europe. I think that might have been the first one in Europe, but they take place every year in America. The first one was in Denver, but I think a lot of them usually take place in Orlando. And it makes sense for them to continue being in Orlando, especially Disney's now owning it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You did gloss over that, that we've been nominated for a GMA. Yeah. 
Let's just gloss over that. We've been nominated we'll for never a GMA. Win. Well, we've got enough blocks of prospects. Should we explain what a GMA is for a lot a of A Games Media Award. Um, basically, we've been nominated for Best Podcast in the, the Games Media Awards this year. Congratulatory pat, pat on the back. Pat, I think we should give everybody. our listeners the email address to Canvas, even though they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and we can work. just inundate them with emails. Can we do that? <laughs> we can't do that. I'm sure you can find it. I'm a bit concerned because the last, the last kind of IGN show in the UK we won a, an I, a GMA for, we cancelled it immediately. Well, Kez has won too. We haven't cancelled her yet. No, well, I'm not cancelled. Kind of working on it. <laughs> I was going to say, three strikes. Great. I'll just leave, shall I? These, these, lovely wooden things floors, easy for everybody. these lovely wooden floors, I've polished them and I've put a rug on top just for you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyway, oh, yeah, do you not? No, I was trying to figure. What do you think out? would happen if we polished this wooden floor and put a rug on top of it, and you walked on that rug? You'd break your Physics. fucking neck. Okay, just saying. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, HR alert. That was that was, yeah, that was an obscure murder threat. It was also quite intimidating. The way was you it? Did it right which which bit? Break yeah. your fucking yeah, neck. Your neck. Anyway, this week's Man- news. Manx just in t- inherently <laughs> intimidating. This week's news. So, news. new Bioshock DLC was announced this week. What is it? So, well, there there are three parts that we know of. So, if you bought a season pass, well done. Um, <laughs> Ooh, good for you. Yeah. So, the first bit, which is out now, is called Clash in the Clouds, and it's like challenge maps and ting. It's dead cheap, isn't it? It's dead cheap, but also a little boring. Oh, if I'm honest, I'm sure it's all right, but it's not what you. I want think it's like if you like the maps. if you like the combat of Bioshock, you, know, you can play a bit more combat. I can't actually mm. remember anyone really applauding Bioshock for its combat. Mm. Not I just used the same. I used the same figure. Anyway, yeah. Did you ever use Murder of Crows? I never used Murder of Crows. I used that all the time because you could you could make nests out of them. So when they died, they would become a nest, and if someone else ran over them, more crows would turn up. You could yeah, just set up an yeah. infinite crow loop. That's I didn't pretty do useful. That. Infinite crow loop. You just used a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of your new band? Infinite crow loop. Yeah, it's good. That's a good, a good name for a band. <laughs> you heard it here first, right? It's our name. Yeah. Infinite if anybody else does loop. that now, we, we we can sue them. Yeah. But oh, more interestingly, Ken Levine, he of the creator of Bioshock and Ting. Uh, has uh, hinted at two new pieces of DLC coming called Burial at Sea, Episode 1, and Burial at Sea, Episode 2. And oh, it's the hunt for Osama bin Laden. Is <laughs> <laughs> he buried at sea? Yeah. He's ended up in yeah. rapture. He's buried at sea. <laughs> yeah. Is he? There's a very yeah, good yeah. gag about that in Alan Partridge, actually. Is it? Yeah. Good. Right. But it's a return to rapture. Hooray! Which is obviously the setting for the original Bioshock. Yes. Just so you and know. I did and play that. Okay. That's one of the eight games I have played. Good. We can say spoilers for Infinite now, can't we? Is that time gone? Mm. Okay, no. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you're going to say. Tell us how Doesn't long matter. it's going to take you to say anyway, gloss you could, for the next few minutes. Tell us what Burial at Sea is all about. Well, we don't really know. Well, we know it's kind of what its look is like. like it's kind of like film noir, kind of detective, and Elizabeth's reimagined as kind of a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a standalone story, but using the same characters, kind of like Blood Dragon or Undead Nightmare. You're taking existing characters, like mechanics, but doing a one shot. Yeah. It's entirely new content as well. Yeah. And apparently yeah. they've rebuilt Rapture. Right. Like it's three, in the original Bioshock, when you looked out, it was kind of 2D images actually in the water. You can tell that. But now it's, it, they've built it in 3D. Right. Wow. They've maybe ported over a couple of assets, but it's pretty much built from scratch. But don't expect it anytime soon. Like I think episode one, probably some point this year. And it's it takes yeah. And it's rapture before it 
the is it going to be like it's more utopia than dystopia so it's before it crumbles it's like set on New Year's Eve before it all goes to pot to be honest Half-Life 2 has put me off episodic follow-ups for life because of the complete non-appearance of episode 3 like I bet you play episode 1 of what's it called again? Barrel at Sea. you play episode one, episode two just never happens. Well, I hope that's not the case. Because yeah. well, this is the thing why it's been delayed is they said they didn't start work on the DLC until Infinite was wrapped. Mm. Whereas a lot of people usually moan when they're working on DLC at this the same time as the project and they go, all right, don't yeah. put it in the game. At least this is, I like this kind of standalone like where the continuity doesn't carry yeah, on. I love it. Like, I just hope I it actually really you know, gets released. I'm sure it will. Yeah. 2K won't let it not. Do we know what's ever if, if Half Life Episode Three is ever oh. going to happen? I think it's oh, by now it has to be Half Life Three. Do you know uh, at uh, my very first Leipzig, so before Gamescom even started, uh, two thousand six that will have been it right. Was two thousand six yeah. um, my first two, and I was supposed to. Well, I had uh, a meeting, an interview with Gabe Newell from Valve, uh, and I was told beforehand that he might talk about uh, Episode Three. And here we are, seven <laughs> years later, and he still hasn't spoken it about it. It must be Half-Life 3 by it's now. Like, like, there's no God. way that they could, after however long it's been, seven years, but maybe eight, that they could come out and go, hey, hey, we've finished episode three. It has to be a new Half-Life. question is, can anyone actually remember what, what, what happened at the end of episode two? What's, what's the no longest idea. time between sequels? Well, that's Duke Nukem, isn't it? Yeah, no, it what about is, films? Probably. What about in other things as well? Is it, is it Oz? Oz, yeah, because there was Wizard of Oz and Return, Return of Oz. Of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Do you count the Wiz? Mm, is that yeah. more retelling than a sequel yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. it's your birthday as well isn't it or kind of your it's, it's my anniversary yeah. IGN anniversary yeah seven How many, years ago seven years and yeah. you were like the first person to walk into the office weren't you second person it wasn't an office though was it it was just a laptop in a corner a laptop in a basement my space office what do you think of all this around you right now yeah. from those lowly beginnings it's much colder here than it was in the old office <laughs> was it you was, <laughs> it, you and, was it you and Justin Keeling it was yes oh look at that yeah well remembered. He tried to hire me when IGN started, but I was 17 years old. I remember. Yeah. And I, I remember talking to you at Leipzig. I do remember that. Yeah. But I was 17 years old and thought I'd better go to university instead. There you go. Uh, but full circle, here we are at the end of all that. It's amazing. Yes. Mm. Groomed you all those years ago. What now? <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> Uh, fiscal news, Kezza McDonald. Nintendo's financial results are out. The Wii U's <laughs> fucked. Is the Wii U's oh. fucked. <laughs> is that what, is that what <laughs> you said on the BBC? Uh, pretty much. See you, pal. We you fucked. It's well, <laughs> the short version of Nintendo's financials. Nintendo's doing just fine, but the Wii U's sales are worse than anybody expected. It sold 160,000 in the entire world in three months. To put that into context, the Wii U sold 210,000. In the, the same, Wii, sorry, the Wii, the Wii, the, the Wii sold two hundred and ten thousand, but more, more importantly, like in the, the same, yeah, so in the same time, yeah. same time, in the last three months, not, not when it was first launched, like right now, yeah, and the current gen oh, consoles crazy. sell that weekly. So how many? What? Is it, how many? Whoa, whoa, that's amazing. That, so, so you're talking yeah. PS3 and Xbox sell more in a week than the Wii you has sold in three months. If you add the, the PS3 world. and Xbox together in some weeks, it sells more than the that. That is just insane, crazy. How many were sold in Europe? In Europe, right, this is the brilliant breakdown. 160,000 consoles, right, which is piss poor. This is ninety thousand kicking Nintendo in the balls. 90,000 of those were in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 60,000 of those were in America. And 10,000 of those were in the rest of the world. That is so not a, even that just from Europe, that is a collective just quoi. Of all the countries <laughs> in Europe, it sold less than 10,000. Because that's Australia, New Zealand, units. and everywhere else that's on sale. 10,000 units less in than. three months. Right, now... We've been round and round and round, round this on the podcast. Keza, what happens next? Uh, is that not our talking point? It, it is our talking point. 
it has to pick up. It has to. If it doesn't, they're just going to have to move on. I think, to be honest, this could very well now be Nintendo's first major, major home console flop. Mm-hmm. Because even the GameCube and the N64... By the way, the GameCube sold better than this. Like, at this point in this, they had sold better. And, the and that, GameCube, was, that was thought of as being a flop. It was thought of as being a flop, and also it was many, many years ago when the gaming audience was a fraction of what it is now. Mm. And so even the consoles like the N64 and the GameCube, which came in like way behind their competitors... Um, and are commonly seen as you know a bit of a failure. At least they made money for Nintendo. The Wii U, on the other hand, is not currently making money. The 3DS is doing brilliantly. They sold 11 million 3DS games in the same period. As 11 game. million. Has um, some good games on it. Yeah. And 1.4 million. And 1.4 million consoles. Yeah. So the 3DS is doing great. Nintendo's in profit, but yeah, honestly, I don't know what they're going to do about the Wii U. I don't think that they need Mario Kart this year, and it's not happening. So I don't See, that's know. That's the thing, right? What are the games? Um, that are coming out on Wii U this year that could potentially save it. Mario Kart. I don't think there's no, anything. Mario Kart's next year, isn't yeah, it's it? Next Jesus. Year, that's what I just said, yeah. <gasps> Mario Kart's next year. This year we've got Mario Land. Oh, no, sorry. Mario 3D World, is it? Not Mario World, 3D, yeah. Well, yeah. 3D, whatever the Mario 3D is. <laughs> Wind Waker HD. Wind Waker HD, <laughs> Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. <laughs> sorry, just laughing. One of the games that we're pinning its hopes on is a HD remake yeah. game that but came it's out. It's crazy, on isn't it? In 2003. <laughs> it's really hard. Wow. 10 years ago. <laughs> it's hard to think of a reason. Imagine, imagine that PS4 coming out. And one of the games that you were going to, a system seller, yeah. was like HD remake of Vice City. You'd be like, Actually, that it. would be a system seller. I know, but... <laughs> That's the ironic That thing. would be a system seller. Or if it's, 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 basically, it's HD not good. Metal Gear. It's not oh. good at all. There's nothing for me. There's nothing by the end of this year that, that's going to change that situation. So, right. so was, there, was their strategy wrong to try and put this out before the next-gen console? Should they have waited until the release of the next-gen consoles and said, well, you could buy one of those, or for maybe half the price you could have this... It's even as expensive as a PS4, almost. I don't think they had a strategy. I really don't think they it was finished. Fumbled the announcement. They, they, it, felt, it feels like they've literally fallen at every. Are level. they not just like geared up at like the like R and D's just been off? No, I think what happened was mm. that the Wii did so well, so unexpectedly, because they've been working on the Wii U forever, like since about two thousand and seven, and I think they probably should have released it in about two thousand and maybe ten or eleven, but because the Wii U was doing so well, they just yeah. held off. Yeah, that's, how, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the R and D cycles are kind of yeah, it's all out it's of been whack. delayed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know the whole why look because it does look a bit, like peculiarly out of date. Even when it came out, we're like, yeah, it is weird. It, it, it's like it, an it, out of time machine. Yeah, it's like something that should have come out around <laughs> the same time as the iPad did. Yeah, you know, and then it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's just like, well, it's, uh, I think it's. Um, Do you know what? I'd, I'd, what I'd like to know is year. the whole second screen thing, the whole second screen deal with the Wii U. Did did Nintendo's use of the second screen push? Microsoft and Sony to use a second screen screen strategy for the next gen. No, I think iPad did. You think the, you the think iPad it was iPad? The yeah. But although yeah. although yeah. Nintendo's second screen stuff has been going on for for a very long time, like on the GameCube, you could connect your your Game Boy Advance to your GameCube and have mm. a second screen experience. And DS. DS. Mm. Well, actually, the reason that they didn't make a big deal out of DS and Wii because that was wireless, that would have been really easy. But the reason they didn't make that a second screen is because they were already working on Wii U. I see. And they didn't want to, um, you know, take the impacts away from when that came out. But, you know, we were talking uh, earlier on today, and, it, and it's everything. It's like the fact you can't charge that controller from the console. Oh, it's God. these little niggles. I had to go, yeah. had to go and well, borrow no a eth- gamepad no charger. Ethernet. The, the no Ethernet. Downloading games. Stupid. Da- the downloading. Stupid. If, you, if you compare that to like something like the PS4 when it comes out, where you'll be able to like, buy something online, have it downloading, so it'll be there when you get home and switch on the console. Exactly. Like, it's basically about the standard <laughs> that the 360 and the PS3 were when they came out and they still sucked. Yeah. 
yeah. you know and it's and it's so much further on now and, and i don't know how it has a chance this christmas because it's got two actual new consoles that are many times more powerful and better value than it coming and out and have better games them. they've actually got yeah. games it's i just don't know what they're going to do although how bearing all this in mind uh, the ds also took a very long time to take off like more than a year but i Will they ever release a home console again, or will they stick yeah, to, of course they to will. handhelds? Of course they will. But, but the, the, the last thing that will ever that, happen is that Nintendo will exit the, the hardware business. But, but the problem you've got, right, obviously Nintendo will always support themselves. That's Surely all they need to do. Surely third parties now are just like, you know what, you've had two chances, well, that's it. That's already happening. Nintendo doesn't need third parties to sell its yeah, consoles, because yeah, its but, consoles are made for its games. a consumer. But what it should be, is a che- a it should be a cheap alternative. Games. That's it, it should be a cheap alternative. Yeah. Like It should be 150 quid, yeah. and it should be something you yeah. buy for Nintendo games, you buy so, for your so, family, uh, you buy so for you. So that's the model thing, cheap alternative, cheap hardware, but quality games. Exactly, and just games. That's the philosophy. But the thing, like you say, they've, it's they've already chipping away because in the announcement this week for the Arkham Origins DLC, yep. um, sorry, multiplayer reveal, yep. they've said, um, who's doing um, Splash Damage? Yes. They're doing the multiplayer That's through right. Arkham Origins, which is cool. And they're not going to support Wii U multiplayer. Right. Because no one plays it online. No one plays online. But that, that, that's it, right? <laughs> but that's, I mean, but no one, it, no one bought third-party games on the Wii at all. I'm Barely not, anyone bought them. I'm on not the, really sure what's happening. I can't remember is, what's happening with FIFA this year on Wii U. I'm sure they'll do it. But what? Yeah, what exactly. kind of feature set is it going to have? It's yeah. going to be this weird patchwork creation. Yeah. This has been the case. FIFA. This has been the case with Nintendo since the N sixty four. But, but like third parties but just have not worked well with Nintendo. I for genuinely more than two believe decades. that people are. I'm uh, using myself as a case study. I'm no longer to buy Nintendo consoles for the literally handful of titles, and it probably is half a dozen. Who's if the new? That. Who's the new Nintendo audience? Then? Yeah. Who's gonna? Kids. But do you think kids will? But do you think, I think kids, kids are, are probably bothered? playing on iPads now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if I, that's if what the I'm thing saying. Right, I think a lot of people uh, who grew up with Nintendo now have kids and are basically in, in, inducting them into the, into the Nintendo, you know, fandom. Most of my friends who've got kids. I mean, are, but what I would say, what I, would say I, 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 tell you, I can tell you now. I might, you know, Polly is nearly four and she plays constantly on the iPad. She yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. Games well, I was going to say, Kez, I would say maybe your friends aren't representative. No, of course not. I wasn't saying they weren't. No, I'm that's, saying that's, that's probably skewed. Got. Yeah, yeah. That's who they've got. They've got yeah, yeah. the children of the generation that grew up with Nintendo. I'm not but sure there's going to be got. fragmentation there, isn't there? Because not every child of that generation is, is just going to automatically follow the Nintendo path. So yeah, yeah. it's the law of diminishing returns, surely. Yeah, but they're still pursuing the... If you look at their um, financial results, they have a paragraph where they basically say what our strategy is. They're still going for the same thing they were with the Wii, i.e. games for everyone. Games for families, games that expand what gaming is. The gaming is. audience, yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I think the iPad's kind of done that in the space between the yeah. Wii and the Wii U. The iPad's kind of come out there and taken a huge share of that audience yeah. that Nintendo used to have. I don't know, I think but that as long as Nintendo... does it so well. It does, spend, and it's, it's so easy to use it. Quid. And it does everything, and it does everything else. else. And yeah. you know what? When you go back to the home screen, it doesn't take four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, see, see what, what I get from, from this discussion is that there's not, in this room... And I, and I bet amongst most gamers, there's no, there's no feeling kind of hatred towards Nintendo. None whatsoever. No. There's, there's, a, there's a palpable sense of frustration. And sadness. Because if Nintendo were to leave the games industry, which I don't think will ever happen, just to put that into context, Nintendo has $5 billion in cash, just in money. Just, they're, the mo- they're extraordinarily Maybe they're just going for a long holiday. Maybe, yeah. yeah. It would take three or four Wii U's to even make a dent in that, to sync but them. But uh, at what point do they think... Right, we're no longer competing in the home console market. Is my point in the same yeah, way I about with, that. With, yeah. the, with Sega and the Dreamcast? I remember obviously, re- they didn't have a huge success 
uh, in terms of yeah. handheld. They just and <laughs> Sega was losing money for many years. And also the, the main difference is that um, Nintendo doesn't... Those 11 million games that they sold on 3DS... Mm. They didn't have to pay anybody for those. Yeah. They didn't have to pay a single penny to anybody else yeah. to publish yeah. those on their own system. Like when you can have the whole pie, why would you settle for the part of the pie that you get by publishing on someone else's system? Because no, I, I, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Do you get burnt and then go the R and D and the resources to like you know research, develop, design an entirely new console? That's Maybe. a lot of money. They're yeah. very it's a lean. lot of time. They are very lean though on their production. Like uh, most consoles that Nintendo release will make the money pretty much out of the door. The Wii U didn't. Yeah, no, but that, the problem is with that, if you look at it, it feels like that. The Wii U feels like a piece, cheap piece of knockoff. Plus. That, that's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, it's yeah, competing next time round. Do they right? have to actually not be lean? Do they yeah. have to like go spend we, some they've money? They've got to pour some cash into R&D yeah. if they're going to make a next home console. Yeah. What, I mean, are they, will they make another home console after this? I don't know. I think they probably will at least make one or two more. I don't know whether they should. But, 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 but they're, I, they're I don't, so I can't, successful with handhelds. I just can't they're see Nintendo so ever, ever, ever making its games for anybody else's console. I just can't see it ever happening. But imagine if, yeah, just put a line through the home console business, focus on the handhelds yeah. where they keep on succeeding. Yeah. Money, money, money. Yeah, that would make sense. Why not just bring out a little adapter for the 3DS so you can play the 3DS on your telly? Well, they'll bring out an adapter, but you won't be able to buy it anywhere. That's classic <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, like the Ethernet adapter for the Wii U that doesn't yeah. exist. Like, we we'll, discovered we'll, this when we really needed exist. one. We'll, we'll, we'll get rid of the Ethernet uh, connection on the Wii U. You can buy an adapter, but you can't. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think it's a sad situation with the Wii U because it's, it's got one really good game currently. Yeah. And it's like, what is wrong wow. with you, Nintendo? Why have you released one really it's good got, game? It's got a game. It's got Pikmin 3, and it's like, that's it? Seriously? That's all you've got? We're a year is, in. It's Pikmin, so uncharacteristic. Pikmin was a good game on uh, GameCube, but it wasn't the system seller. No. And, and unfortunately, that it's is now. Service. It has to be the, the system seller. Yeah, and even, even in your review, Kez, you said it's a bit short. Yeah, it's, it's not long at all. Like, I finished it in ten and a half hours. Wow. And I went back and got everything, and it took me about 15. But I, I wanted more of it. Like, it didn't, you know, some games are short, and that's fine, but some games you're playing them, and then they finish, and you're like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. Mm. Um, poor Wii U. Poor Wii U. Yeah. Poor Phil Fish. Poor Phil poor Fish. Phil Fish. Poor Phil Fish, or well, not poor Phil Fish. That's no. a big, big debate. It is a big debate, <laughs> oh, yeah. Phil Fish. So, on Saturday, Phil Fish took to Twitter to say... Quite sadly, I'm done. Fez 2 is cancelled. Goodbye. Do you reckon it's all a big PR And then, do you he really this is? was followed by a more official tweet made by, via the Polytron account, which was made with better punctuation, uh, <laughs> and capital letters. It's with a heavy heart that we announce that Fez 2 has been cancelled and is no longer in development. We apologise for the disappointment. Now, this was only announced right at the back end of E3 this yep. year, so yep. like a couple of months ago. Mm. And following kind of a lot of you know, abuse he's received on Twitter. I think, you know, sometimes he courts it as well. And he yes. gives as good as he gets. But I think on Saturday night, he just had enough and basically just withdrew and just went, I'm done with games. I'm going to take the money and I'm done now. It's not what worth about it. about the rest of the people who work for Polytron? Um, so the producer, um, did you read about this? The producer no. didn't know that it'd been cancelled. Oh <laughs> he didn't know anything about it. So in an interview this week, he was at a dev meetup in Toronto. The producer, um, Marie-Christine Bordua, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, she said she was quite surprised to hear they'd been cancelled. Um, she said um, it was weird and special to le- and special to learn special. It, 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 it that way. Very very. Ta- oh yeah, it was weird and special to learn it that way. But I respect and trust Phil a lot, so that's totally fair that he's decided that, what? and he has his reasons. 
Um, if anyone can help me pay my mortgage, it would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> I've got four kids and two of them. What? No. Um, it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, yeah, so... I think it was. It's I don't know. Phil Fish is both crazy enough to cancel first two and pretend that he's <laughs> cancel first two. Yeah, I don't know. It, obviously, it was a split second decision whether this, he will renege on that as well. I'm this, not sure. This does uh, tie into something that we've been discussing for the last few weeks, which is just the horrible culture of internet abuse. Yeah. Do you think been, it's just the internet abuse that's got to him, or is there's it? Two, is, there's two is, things. Firstly, yeah. the, the press. He doesn't like the press, and basically, one of the guys on game trailers went on a big rant against Phil Fish. A quite personal, nasty rant against mm. Phil Fish on, on one of the game trailers. He goes out. He does court it. He say something back to the guy. Like a, he, the he guy said, said, he like said uh, compare, compare your life yeah. to mine and then kill yourself. He said to the guy yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Phil Fish is online anyway. I've met him in real life and he's very nice, but online he's, he doesn't present a nice persona at all and he really does fight he loves jumping into fights on the internet and so he gets that from people he, he, he rubs people the wrong way and then they end up having a go at him and so it's this kind of horrible spiral and this is the same week that uh, one of Activision's community managers came out and just said guys can we stop sending death and rape threats to the family of the man who changed the sniper rifle bouncing in Call of Duty please that was insane people were sending the, the most unbelievable abuse to and him it and his family was. They Over changed, like a one point, they changed the I don't know the reload rate of a gun from yeah zero point eight to zero point seven, and people went ballistic. Mm. Really, there's like a whole, really there's a whole blog oh of it. man, it's disgusting. It really, is disgusting. If you want to, we want to depress yourself. Go to gamerfury.tumblr.com, which catalogues all that abuse. It's yeah, it's basically a, a week of devs kind of going, hang on, why why are we dealing with why yeah. do we make games for people who are apparently so dreadful? Yeah. <laughs> but surely that's the vocal minority. Of course, isn't yeah, it? it's a bunch. You know? It's the same as in any comment thread that we have it's, it's a tiny tiny minority of people but I mean they, they it is upsetting like, of course it's upsetting if you it's make very, like, it's weird isn't it this, like, this job like you wouldn't have to put up with it in other types of employment or working on the internet is, yeah at least we're not political political journal- political you imagine political if you went into well, a bank or you were working behind it just trolling you desk, in real life <laughs> and someone gave you I don't know the wrong change <laughs> like, 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 HMV, do you not do that HMV? your shit accounting change your shit accounting change <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> rape your mother because <laughs> your shit accounting change because <laughs> <laughs> you're a wanker because <laughs> you're a wanker oh, imagine that but okay. I mean, because Twitter's coming for a lot of uh, stick this week for, for how it's yeah. been dealing with, with a lot of these threats yep. as well. And my, my local MP, Stella Creasy, has been in the news quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, well you know, done, she, Stella Creasy. Yeah, she's, she's terrific because she's basically just said, you know what, you fucking trolls, you're all idiots, and I'm just going to start reporting you all to the police now. There you go. Yeah. And one of them, someone got arrested, which is quite nice. Which is good news, yeah. I will fucking kill you, give me back my rank one best, I will fucking slit your throat, what is your Kez, problem? Because we're doing the podcast. Guy? <laughs> yeah, You're stop. a fucking cunt. Why the fuck would you patch the snipers, you stupid fucking bald piece of shit? Go and die. There's no need to post that, Kev. That'll do. That'll it's do. Got, but it's got a nice meter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. um, oh, dear God. So there it is. Fez 2, not going to yeah, happen. Fez 2 is something really interesting. It does happen. As well. So I, I hope it does happen. We'll see. Will we? I don't know. We might see. Might, might not do. We might not. Might be like that man in Twilight Zone who can't see. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Um, So the Elder Scrolls anthology is coming out. You'll be pleased to know. A complete PC compilation of every single Elder Scrolls game ever played. Are you doing the VO for the advert? That's right. Every (laughs) single Elder Scrolls game. I hope one of us gets to review that. That'll be like a month-long job. In 
the box, you'll get the Elder Scrolls Arena, the Elder Scrolls 2, Dagger 4, the Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, the Elder Scrolls 3 DLC Tribunal, the Elder Scrolls 3 DLC Tribunal, the Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, the Elder Scrolls 4 DLC, Dives of the Dying, the Elder Scrolls 4 DLC, Shivering Isles. I have terrible Shivering Isles. The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. I've got those. Have you really? Elder Scrolls 5 DLC, Dawn Guard. I used to go to school with her. The Elder Scrolls 5 DLC, Hearthfire, and the Elder Scrolls 5 DLC, Dragon Ball, the box compilation will also come with five maps detailing the lands of Tamriel, Lilac Bay, Morrowind, Cyrodiil, and Skyrim. And it's going to cost you $80. What's it on? PC. What's it on? What's it on? <laughs> what's it on? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, but what's it on? $80 on your PC. It's quite good value. $80. Is it? Is it good? What? Going to play uh, I think we'll start seeing more of that. You get that a lot in yeah. uh, movies. Is like, you know, premium packaging, bringing all the past games together. I think, especially online, digital collections of games gone mm. by. Mm. Be quite cool. Mm. Well, you're, 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 mm-hmm. you, you're a fan of the Elder Scrolls. I the Elder Scrolls. You love a bit of rimming. Did you? <laughs> of, the, of the sky, <laughs> but I sky rimming. Yes. Yes. Uh, bit of you, winding. Excuse me while I rim the sky. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. I did sing that to myself. I did sing that to myself while I was playing Skyrim. Genuinely, once. And all other lyrics with sky in. Anyway, you sold. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to buy the hell out of that. Rimming. That's Isn't a good like price. Really, really, like some really old games in there. Rimming yeah, in the sky with dragons. <laughs> Rimming in the sky <laughs> with dragons. Have we got a pay Paul McCartney now we've saying that? <laughs> nah. Good. He doesn't. He does not listen to this. One. It looks like a nice box that comes in as well. Of the games in there, Daggerfall's not really worth it anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> the second <laughs> one. Oh, a bit of a downer now. <laughs> well, it's, it's you play it for curiosity for an hour, and then it's like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not. I've got to say, Elder Scrolls Three DLC Tribunal. <laughs> 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 it's just you and somebody else sat in a room with somebody mediating. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can't remember what the second and third ones were. What were the second and third Elder Scrolls games? Hang on, uh, Daggerfall Morrowind. and Morrowind. That's right. Morrowind. 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 Oh, the Morrowind. Morrowind is extraordinary. <laughs> that, that holds up pretty well. It's quite hard to actually play, but if you get it, it's pretty good. Oh, you're really selling it. <laughs> <laughs> that one's rubbish. That one's hard to play. Yeah. Oh, you well, might, Morrowind. You might just want to buy Skyfall. Morrowind. Skyfall. <laughs> Skyfall win. <laughs> just buy Skyfall instead now of Morrowind. Now, that's DLC I'd like to DLC. See? What? <laughs> Daniel uh, Craig in Skyrim? Yeah. <laughs> Morrowind wow. and Skyrim. Christopher Plummer's in it. Don't know anymore. Those are worth it. Good. So they buy that or don't. It's up to you. Uh, let's move on to reader feedback. Now, a couple of weeks back, we were talking about. We had this brilliant idea, Kez, you and I feed and pigs, Luke. feed pigs drugs, <laughs> eat Jesus, bacon. This is what happens when we're not on bacon, the fucking podcast. Get stoned. It was as simple as that. It was a, it great, was, idea. It was a great idea. Uh, I hate to piss on your chips. However, we were Joseph, pissing on both our chips, technically. Frankly, yes. Joseph Kramer's written. Hello. You've probably already had this sent in already. No, we haven't. But hash pigs are sort of already a thing. Some what? Blo- some bloke in America realised that stoned pigs taste better. No. Yeah. Uh, and I quote from the Huffington Post here. Gross and von Schneider now sell their pot pig cuts at von Schneider's butcher shop in Seattle's Pike Place Market. At a premium price, bacon is $17 per pound. Chops go for $16.90. Actually stoned bacon. He's like, let's see what kind of flavor it gives it. So we ran it and it gave good flavor, Gross said. It's like anything else. What you feed them is what they're going to taste like. It's almost like a savory alfalfa-fed cow or alfalfa-fed pig. The meat, though, won't get people high. It's just a flavor infusion. 
Yeah. It won't get you high. It won't get you so, high. Oh, but so they feed it, feed it to mm. the pig. They don't smoke it. They feed yeah. it to the pig. Smoke it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, imagine if you cure like smoked salmon. <laughs> hash smoked salmon. Yeah. Hash smoked jerky. That's what hash browns are. Boom. Um, Hashpig.com. <laughs> Why didn't we do that a few weeks shut ago? Shut up. So there you go. I, if, any, if any of our American listeners would like guys, to send over. Pig. Well, if any of us, what about seriously, send us over some of this. I'm not sure you can post meat. I mean, it's just like a post pig in a post meat world. Post trotter. <laughs> post yeah, if you want to give drugs to an animal and eat them, write in. We can yeah. make that dream come true. I see what you did there about the crackling. crackling. I was going to say a crack yeah. cat. Yeah, crack what? <laughs> Good crack owl. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, talk about this generation and next generation, and that's been reflected in the feedback we're getting. Is that right? Yes. It is. I've got one from Hawkey. Hawkey. Porky J. Lawrence Hey pal Hey guys Working in a pretty quiet office I listen to the podcast every week I end up cracking up And getting some very odd looks From other people But the podcast's brilliant Thanks Thank you Hawkey No one else gonna Express their He sounds their like he should be From an Irving Walsh uh, novel Yeah Hawkey Hawkey J. Lawrence We man We Hawkey Carry on I have a 360, I'm slowing down on buying games, so I've started picking up the older ones again. Assassin's Creed 2 is one of them I'm running through again, mainly because it was like free you're about to <laughs> It's <laughs> like Fire Tokyo, isn't it? <laughs> what? It's like what? Fire Tokyo, you're talking from the stomach, like a, a Japanese thesp. Aye. <laughs> it's a bit above. Hey! 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 Do you guys think Xbox has finally got the right idea, I presume, with the free games? that they're now releasing or do you think they need to release more recent titles they need to release better games for free <laughs> yeah. yes. well PS really Plus not, not, is so much better yeah. it's unbelievable PS Plus in Europe yeah. brilliant it's really great like, what, what's the latest one is it um, Crackdown we, 2 I think the, mm. no first Crackdown it's not on Xbox it's first but that is the better game on the Xbox it's first Crackdown the original Halo Halo 2 or something like that Oh and, my uh, God. and Assassin's Creed and 2 Assassin's was last Creed, month. Assassin's Creed um, 2. Oh my um, God. For context, PS Plus in Europe this month, Uncharted 3, Saints Row 3. What? <laughs> Need for Speed? Need for Speed Most Wanted oh next month. Oh my God. God. It came out the end of last year. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Every we're, ju- we're, just, we're just laughing. How much is PS Plus again? £40 a year. How much? It's £40 a year. £40 a year? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it pays Honestly, it pays sure. Where do I, where sure. do I throw my money? Honestly, it's brilliant. And it as long as you're a subscriber, you always have access to those games if you download them. It's amazing. Brilliant. I'm having People moan about that, but it's amazing. It's a brilliant deal. I think PS Plus is fantastic. And it's going to carry across to your PS4. So the same account will go across all your Sony consoles. Lovely. Um, this is Alan Jones. He says, love listening to the podcast. There you go, GMAs. I <laughs> will um, be trading in my PS3 when I get my PS4 and I'm worried that I won't have the full time needed with some year end PS3 games which bum, PS3 bum, games bum. do you believe will get a PS4 version near the console's release GTA 5 Arkham Origins I kind of think a lot of those games well I think if we know if it's going to happen we probably know about it already yeah I don't think I don't think I don't think the, I don't think the devs have been interested or well, I think unlikely. Arkham Origins has been made to Tied this generation yeah. over. Oh, no, right, I think yeah. just tied it over. I think a lot of resources going on the next gen Rocksteady rock version. Yeah. Yep. GTA 5, I don't think I've put everything into this gen. Yeah, there's no I chance. genuinely believe the amount of work it would take to convert that game to the next gen is just insane. Yeah. And you might as well create a new game from scratch. Yeah. Alan finishes his, um, I like this as well, because somebody picked up on it. He finishes his, his email by saying, IGN UK is always the highlight of my week, but the podcast would be better with a Shrek in it. <laughs> Leave that there. Yeah, leave that hanging. 
Uh, I've got an email from Adam in Edinburgh. Uh, <clears throat> through this generation, I've owned an Xbox 360, and I'm leaning towards the PS4 as my next-gen system of choice. My question is, when PS4 launches and the PS3 gets a, a price drop, fingers crossed, do you think it's worth picking one up to catch up on exclusives like Journey, Last of Us, Infamous, etc.? Or should I bite the bullet, <sighs> grab a PS4, and wait for Gaikai to I, get up and running? I say get the PS4. How long do you think it'll be before Gaikai's up and running? You could play About Last a year. of Us. I think a year. Yeah. Well, at this rate, all of those will be on PS Plus. Like, kind <laughs> yes. of like Christmas next yeah. year. For free. But they're all amazing games. And if you haven't played them, you absolutely should. Uh, infamous. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a big infamous fan at all. But Journey and Last of Us, amazing. And yeah. all the Uncharted. Yes. But, or eyeballs. just see, see maybe if you could borrow them for a weekend. Mm. You played Journey with Badgers this week, didn't you? I did. I played a game called Shelter. Which? I had an image of you playing Journey with a badger next next year, <laughs> snuffling. <laughs> Someone did draw a picture when I said that Shelter was like Journey with Badgers. They drew an amazing MS Paint image of what that that said to them, which was basically just a badger in a scarf in, wow. in the desert. Daniel Kilby should do more fucking work. <laughs> True. So drawing pictures of badgers. It's a game called Shelter. It's it's really cool. It's about it's about being a badger. So mm. uh, and uh, you have five cubs. And it's incredibly stressful to be a badger, it turns out. I didn't know much about being a badger before playing this game. Do you have much control over it? Because <laughs> the experience, without wanting to give away spoilers, the experience you mentioned to me, which was sad, mm. also happened to someone else that I saw on Twitter. So is it like Journey where you're kind of just going along for There's the ride? It's beats, well, isn't there? I did think that, you know. When I was playing it, I thought, uh, I got kind of frustrated with it at one point because I thought that, sad. basically, the, the, it's, it's a it's a kind of hour and a half, two hour narrative like Journey. Yep. And like Journey, you're kind of always going to get the same story, but what right. changes is how you get there and what you decide to do on the way. Right. Um, so there's not really, you can't really change what happens. Right. But I thought that there were certain points at which you couldn't help something bad had to happen. Like mm. basically you got these five cubs and, and by the end you don't have five cubs, put it that way. So I thought that there were points where, and it's, you know, it's just nature, unfortunately. And the great thing about the game is that your emotions that you're red feeling. Red in tooth and claw, Keza. Yes, indeed. Keza's red in tooth and claw. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Tennessee was writing about. Oh. The, the emotions that you're feeling over these badgers are just not reflected on the screen. On the screen, it's just you know nature, but all of the emotional like clout of the game comes from how you feel, which mm. is awesome. But there, so there were points where I thought I couldn't have avoided that, but then I played it a second time and I did avoid it. So it is actually your fault <laughs> when bad things Can happen. Can you get them all out alive? I think it would be possible yeah i'm probably oh, going to play it again and again until that. i do i feel better. but it's really it hard. reminded you and i when we recorded the commentary of the animals of farthing wood yeah and everyone dies in that, that is. it's a tv series it was when we were kids. We were, yeah it was about i think it was a, it was a bunch of kind of animals that could speak and, and the the forest was being gentrified it was being developed yeah like concreted over and they had to find and a they new had to like i think uh, basically every episode like i can remember is them just trying to cross the m6 it sounds a bit like the raccoons but and you're just good. like they're trying to cross the m6 you're just like there's a bridge <laughs> go to the bridge now they're just running across take it to the bridge there's imagine if you actually saw badges and things crossing bridges though that'd be weird Instead of just that. <laughs> I, don't oh, think I, they know. I, don't, I don't think they know about bridges. I'm what not sure the, they... What the fuck is going... What? <laughs> but all you ever see is the, the, the lifeless carcass of badgers, foxes, etc. on the side of a motorway. Don't give a fuck about foxes, mate. You More hate the, foxes, uh, don't you? Fucking hate them. And Why? little dogs. Because they keep digging my bastard garden up every you, night. You kick is them, that, don't you? Should they die yeah, yeah. for that? Kicked <laughs> one up right at the duck run the other week. You go around your back and kick a fox. Yeah, I'd kick a fox. <laughs> no, but but you haven't actually kicked I a fox. I kicked a fucking fox. How? 
I, I, oh, I just realised I sound like Will Guyett now, don't I? Yeah. I kicked a I fox. Kicked a bloody fox, I did. That, that was basically your origins coming out there. Yeah, it's like it was, yeah. How did West you Country. sneak up on a fox? <laughs> I kicked a fox In, in order to kick it. I didn't have to sneak up on it. Well, they right? don't even give a fuck. Not, Urban do foxes not give don't a care. Fuck. Stuart is actually deceptively quick. I walked quick. right up to it. Yeah. It slowly turned around to show its ass to me and then I kicked it up the ass. <laughs> what happened? Did it go fight? Then it fucked off. I can't believe you're a fox kicker. Fucking foxes. And little dogs as well. You hate little dogs. Well, I just hate dogs in general, but little dogs in particular. Puntable dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Drop goal. Fucking bastard things. I did once kick a dog, a small dog. What? When it was... uh, I wouldn't admit to that on a podcast. It was was was, was trying to kill my budgie. It was trying to kill my budgie. The chances of that GMA receiving... I I thought it was about video games. No, it's just animal abuse. Terrible, terrible animal abuse. Talking about smoking animals and everything. uh, (laughs) Although I remember remember one of our... um, When we were um, in the pub one... Day, one of our sales teams, the guy called Shep, he just like, heard a story. He's like, Yeah, I want, I want to kill the dog by punching it. No, he didn't kill it, he just he punched it. it. No, no, he, he knocked it out. I think I, yeah. knocked out, I knocked out a German Shepherd because it was coming for me. Right, but also, that sounds likely. I, th- I think we talked about this on the podcast before. So, I think uh, we're all agreed that uh, urban foxes are one thing we, would, we wouldn't take on a desert island. <laughs> yep, best link ever well, there is some feedback on what you guys would take to your desert islands yeah no I th- what I thought we'd do is because is this we- an original feature <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> keep it quiet what I thought we'd do because we've, we've been bat- kind of batting this around for a few weeks <clears throat> starting next week I think we'll take it in turns one person each week to do their desert island can we call it thing we call it like some like far cry floppies or- mm-hmm. nah. okay we'll just alright Desert Island Discs it is then. Don't say that. Well, it is, it's Discs of I'm all types. I'm tuning in next though. week for IGM MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> Can we actually do is that? that like a Halo yeah. tie well, you know We what, did mate? used to do more food do, features I'm going to do podcast. my Metal Gear salad. Hey! hey. Everyone's uh, thinking, trying to think of something funny. Yeah. It's, like, it's like that scene in the office. Oh, everyone just think of, I'm just trying to think of another one. Yeah, we try. Joseph has a list of things he'd like to take to his office. His Dude. office? His office. His office. <laughs> my bags, my, my wallet, my keys. <laughs> to his island while you, are, while you are trying to think of some cooking-based video game puns. He will take the M64, no question, best console ever. Do you know, I thought you said he'd take the M64. <laughs> well, hang on, what does that go? That goes to Southport, doesn't it? The M64, yeah. That's where his office is. <laughs> <laughs> and you said the M64. And you... Get off at Skelmersdale. <laughs> oh. Skem. Ooh. Oh, got a nice little Metal Gear salad for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any. I'm actually sitting here trying to think of <laughs> Stall, stall. Come on. The game that he would take, I'm going to say this really slowly, Alex. All right. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of He's... Time. <laughs> What time is in the herb? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a, that sounds like an awful meal. Just not Karina stuff all the time. It's a bit woody. It's a bit woody. Where'd you get all this time, Lost Woods? Joseph says he's played through it about six times, but he'd still play it through another six if he had time. Although F Zero X and Golden, I would give it a run for its money if I had three island buddies to play against. Does he get island buddies? No, 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 no. All right, just sell Ocarina time for you then. Yeah. Film. Film. Stand by me. I am a big nostalgic sucker. He says. He's just wow. sucking on that nostalgia. Book. I'm not sure about Stand this. Stand by me. <laughs> what does he say? Book, book. I'm not sure this counts. A Song of Ice and Fire in full. Yeah. Well. Assuming it's finished as I'm halfway through the first one after starting at the end of season three of Game of Thrones. It's good because it's like, if, it, in what, if it's yeah, bound in huge. one volume, you can also amazing, use it yeah. as a ladder. It's yeah. <laughs> like be a hell of a boat yeah. to, yeah. to get wrecked on that. <laughs> <It> would, <laughs> does and, that, can we include sagas? Well, does the Lord of the Rings count as one book? Because yeah, I think it was conceived as one. That's book. That's not a saga; it's a trilogy. 
It was just one book, wasn't it? Was it written as one book? It was written as three books. Was it? Conceived as one, but written as three and released separately. Is that part of the what's written on Conceived as one, written as three. Before you crash on this desert island, <laughs> heed these rules. <laughs> wow. oh, all right, you're allowed to roll a song of ice and fire, fine, whatever. Am I allowed to all Fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, CD, Bad Religion and Suffer. What, anybody know what that is? I know what that is. Yeah, what is it? It's a CD. Yeah. Made of Good. music. What kind of music? It's made bad of religion, music. Bad religion or, um, I bet they kind of... Bad religion or hard metal. Rock, aren't they? Hard metal. Yeah. Well, not hard metal. Are they metal? I might not be right there. What is it? Bad religion? Is there a hint of emo suffer. with that? I'm actually looking this up on the Wikipedia. What is it? A whiff of indie? Oh, what? A whiff so, of indie? Right, yeah. it, oh, oh, American punk. Yeah, um, it's... Um, oh, is it like Green Day? Oh, it's a, it's a third album by American punk rock band Bad Religion. Oh, it's on California independent record label, Epitaph Records. I remember oh. them from when I was a teenager. Right. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only 26 minutes long. What, the album? What, the album? Yeah. Well, you take that on a desert island, it's 26 minutes long. You get Re- sick of that pretty Released soon, um, in okay, 1988. Do you just go for really long? You'd go for one album that's really, no really freaking yeah. long. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. effects is Fat Mike has called it the record that changed everything. Well, wow. if No Effects is Fat Mike has called it that, <laughs> who are we to argue? Exactly. We can't argue with Fat Mike. Not really. Well, Got to number miss- 35 in Finland. <laughs> Sorry. I missed the genesis of this Desert Island feature. Did you? Yes. Oh, I'll fill you in after the podcast. <laughs> it's far too, far too <laughs> is long to go to now. Oh, well. We've got another one of these, I think. We've got one more. Jonathan Wormsley. Um, one CD, again, made of music. Cheating a bit, but all nine of Beethoven's symphonies. But if I had to choose just two, only about two could fit on one CD. Then probably the fifth and ninth. Oh, a bit mainstream there. A bit mainstream, <laughs> the fifth yeah. and ninth. Why is he choosing two and not one? Because they'd fit on one CD. Yeah, but so does oh, that. Oh, listen! That bad... Hey! Oh. We're not in the soundproof studio just yet, so there's a siren. Thanks, Oxford Street. And one game, Skyrim. So much to do. Um, take, also, the box set. take the box set. There's seven in there. Oh, yeah. Also, Look. if you ever got hot on the desert island, you could play Skyrim and pretend you were in the frozen north. That yeah, work. there you go. Does that uh, what, work? One film. I don't yeah. know. One film, very apt. Summer Jumper, The Empire Strikes Back. Favourite movie of all time. Can't be beaten. Could watch it almost endlessly. It's quite good, actually, for a movie that you can watch endlessly because it's that middle part, so it doesn't really have a beginning or end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, I just watch it endlessly. Have you seen The Empire Strikes Back? No. Oh, my God. Well, I have, but not since I was a child. Well, well so you have, then. <laughs> yes. I don't remember anything about it. Okay. Have you been into our good, office? Good, good no. interesting answer. Well, not in the last 15 minutes. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I've not watched that film for 15 ah. years. I don't remember anything do you know what, about it. Do you know what film I'd take, Dan? Upstream Colour. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> we saw Upstream Club this week. It is just the most pretentious film I've ever seen. Ever. Well, it's almost a parody of pretentious films. There's one scene in the movie, and this is not a spoiler. There's a woman swimming after contracting a parasite, which she's contracted from a worm that was once on an orchid, a blue orchid that was oh. infested by a pig virus. And she's diving to the bottom <laughs> wait, of a wait, swimming pool. Wait, wait, that's not it. No, that's fine. Go with it. She's diving to the bottom of a swimming pool to retrieve assorted rocks to place on the side of the pool while a man stands on the diving board reciting passages from Walden by Thoreau. What? Yeah. And moving on. Yeah. Oh, moving on. That's incredible. Amazing. Uh, James Breen has written in. Oh, tell us what your most pretentious film you've ever seen is, folks. Oh, yeah. Please do. IGN underscore UK. Don't forget the underscore. IGN underscore UK feedback (laughs) at IGN.com. James Breen has written in saying, I watched Sky One's The World End special on Sunday night, which featured Peg Frost and Wright talking about the film, as it probably would. 
be a bit weird if they didn't. When asked where the concept of a Three Flavours Cornetto trilogy stemmed from, <laughs> Simon Pegg mentioned an interview he'd had with Chris Tilly during his Time Out days. Chris had asked whether they were going to make a Cornetto-based trilogy out of it after Hot Fuzz's release, and it was, among a couple of others, one of the moments that got the ball rolling on the idea. I just wanted to know how Mr Tilly felt about being the reason for the world's end's existence. I know I'd be dead chuffed. What do you think, Tilly? Is it... Tilly? Well, well, but I'm he, the thing it. is, he's, he's constantly saying that. I did ask him about it. He was going up to girls in bars now going, you know that, you know that, the world's end? Because of me. I'm also because not sure, me. I'm not sure it was his idea. Anyway. <laughs> but he's going along with it. <laughs> well, if that's what they're saying, it must be true. Joshua from Birmingham. Yes. Says, I was just listening to your views on the whole Batman versus Superman idea and the troubles they may run into when casting him. Personally, I think they... Personally, (laughs) I think when they introduce the new Batman, they should purposefully not reveal his identity. I think it avoids a lot of possible dodgy plot links and only serves to make Batman cooler and more iconic if nobody knows who he is. A bit like Carl Urban, Judge Dredd. You forget it's Carl Urban under the helmet. Plus, it ties into the whole Batman as a symbol idea. Do you mean not reveal who the actor is or... He, is that ooh. what he's going for there? Well, like, I think uh, so. But what happens when he's Bruce Wayne? Is that what he's saying? Just don't Maybe have him as Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Don't have Bruce Wayne. But almost, it almost yeah, but seems like he's implying that not even we know who the actor is. You can't have Batman without Bruce Wayne. Just can't. But the emphasis in this movie will be on Superman, I guess. It'll probably be in. Bruce Wayne, maybe for is a it scene. Batman versus Superman, or Batman and. Well, Superman. the because that would be awesome. It uh, will be. I, I imagine it might be released as verses, but in the comics, usually there's a kind of it's like in something like Batman Hush in that um, comic book art. They fight and then they team up. Yep. They fight and then in, they fuck. In Teen Titans, yeah, Titan, yeah. It's like yeah. good on make, makeup sex. I think I've yeah. read that somewhere. In Teen <laughs> Titans, Batman and Superman hate each other. Was it Teen Titans? Well, they don't get on. Anyway, really. I don't think they're like particularly like It's, it's bristly, isn't it? But well, because one of them is really cool. The other one's just a bit of a dick. Which is which? Well, I'll leave that for you to decide. The fact that you even have to ask that question. Well, I know, but I wonder which one he thought but, was which. But Batman... Which one do you think is which? Batman's cool and Superman's a dick. Yeah. Okay, good. Do you agree yeah, but, that, but I, I, I agree as a viewer, but in, in the fictional world, yes. Batman's probably the dick like to get on with. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. But in, I don't want to be his friend. I want to be him. All right, just saying. Just saying. If you had to sleep with either Batman or Superman, which I would you choose? I, uh, if you had to, oh, Martian Manhunter. Batman would really hurt me. Superman. So, so it would be Batman. Oh, I think he'd be a tender lover. <laughs> in the you think super, Superman's <laughs> so, got you know super strength. He might do you some damage. To, para, to paraphrase um, Kevin Smith, and he'd fix uh, it, when, when Superman ejaculates, sorry, he'd what? fix me with his laser. Yeah, when Superman ejaculates, like a shotgun. So, yeah. That's Has he got true. two barrels? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. So you just have to wank him off then and make sure you're not near him. Yeah. But the trouble is, if you'd already shot your load, you wouldn't be interested in doing that, would you? What? What? <laughs> what about Superman? What about him? <laughs> Stu always comes first, regardless. <laughs> and then he forgets the I'm existence. Done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and just walks out the room. Yeah. All right, big guy, Kryptonite. finish yourself off. Go on, fuck off. <laughs> big guy. Crips and I come on, big guy. <laughs> Um, Another Batman Superman um, message here. I reckon, this is from Lucas Eldridge, 
um, from Yeovil. I reckon Josh Brolin would be amazing as the older Dark Knight Returns style Batman. I watched Gangster Squad for the first time the other day. Really enjoyed it. Would recommend it. And thought he was the had the perfect kind of gruff, no nonsense persona of the older Batman. He also has a great wide jawline for the cowl. What do you reckon? Yeah. Would you like to see an older Batman or a new fresh face Batman? I want older Grizzly old well, Batman. What would work well alongside <clears throat> Henry Cavill? I still haven't seen Man of Steel. But just like knowing what he looks like, mm. like he's 33, mm. symbolically old, the age old, of old Jesus Grizzly. when old he died. Batman. I think because like old I have all, all... This is a great idea. I think me and Tom were talking about this at lunch today. If he had Michael Keaton... Oh my god! Imagine, <laughs> imagine Michael Keaton come back. Came back. I'd like to see a grizzled Batman, wouldn't I you? Th- I th- yeah, yeah, I think it's, he's a more interesting character in some of the comic books. Mm. What about you? I would like. Yeah, I think you know someone like Carl Urban, that kind of mid forties. How old is Christian John Bale? Christian Bale. He's probably forty-two now. I'm I say he's. Mm. Yeah, he's not exactly. A I wonder checking. if there is someone in a room somewhere just going, Christian. Give you ten percent. I, do, I don't think he is. Do I, I, Christian Bale do doesn't do stuff for money. No. no. Although he did a Terminator. I don't know if he did that. that was a terrible film. But do you think he did that for money rather or just like maybe he, got a little bit of the taste of the blockbuster? And, mm, I don't know. know. It was such a bad film. It I didn't was. even, I fell asleep. I didn't see the end of it. You didn't miss much. No. <laughs> we'll just think about that. For oh a God, everyone just thought, <laughs> thought about Terminator and just went, oh Jesus, that happened. There's just going to be a brief pause here while we wait to see who's got. It's actually ten. It turns number out. number ten. You Avengers again, again three. Vote for us for a GMA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slick. Brad Main. <clears throat> Brad Main has written in. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Brad Main. Brad Main has written in to say, "I was wondering if you guys think we'll see Wolverine or Spider-Man in the Marvel Studios movie by the time Avengers three comes around." I don't know because I don't think we really know the specifics of the deals. Because everyone thinks the deals. That, sorry, he says it would be great to see to have Peter be Tony Stark's understudy or see Wolverine versus the Hulk on the big screen. The Avengers is a brilliant mechanic for a movie because you can basically take out any of those characters and plug in the new Marvel characters mm. that you're yeah. trying to either launch as yeah. new franchises or ones that can't support movies entirely by themselves, like Hulk. Doesn't work as a standalone movie, so making part of a team works really nicely. Um, I don't. I don't think everyone really knows the specifics of the deals. Sony have on Spider-Man and Fox have with X-Men the rumour is if they keep making movies they can always extend they have like they can extend Mm. the rights and the deal that they have but it's kind of weird Um, I was speaking to Orlando some um, listeners of this podcast might remember back from the day and it's weird that when Marvel wasn't in a position to make their own movies they sold their most successful franchises first Spider-Man and X-Men went first because they were the most attractive to buyers. Mm. So they had to make do with the kind of lesser known characters. But if you look at the cover of Marvel Lego superheroes that's coming out in this year, Iron Man is the biggest character. He's center on that box. Iron Man. Comic, not people who weren't fans of comics probably five years ago had no idea who no, Iron totally, Man was. Yeah, yeah. And on that same box, Spider-Man's little tiny figure in the background and I think that's kind of testament to how well Marvel have done with adapting their own in-house material yeah, yeah. compared to Fox, who I think are fumbling it, mm. and Sony, who were, you know... I think Andrew Garfield's a great Spider-Man. But the script but was awful. It's just... It didn't need to be done. But they're desperate to retain those rights. I think eventually 
whether they'll they buy them make, out they or they must make money for, for Sony and Fox though, so. or, or the other way would be let's yeah you can still own Spider-Man but can he appear in an Avengers movie yeah. that's going to make us all loads of money so yeah, yeah. Is it gonna, it's an interesting thing as well I don't know if you've read this week that there's talk of Sony Pictures being spun off as a separate entity from Sony itself so don't know I mean if that happens and they're, they're looking for cash then yeah. they might be able to they might be able to buy the rights back on a side note, anyone see, have you been seeing all the Sentinel stuff that they've been pumping out this no. week, the viral stuff? No. So they put out a, um, a fake website for Trask Technology. Trask Industries, is it? I don't know. Um, the Basically the company that Peter Dinklage owns in Days of Future oh, Past yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes the Sentinels. And there's loads of great pictures of the Sentinels kind of being retrofitted into history. So there's a picture of, I think it's Reagan's inauguration, and there's a Sentinel in the background. Right. And saying like, you know, they're always watching us, protecting us from the mutant threat. Didn't yeah. work very well with him, though, did it? Or he Reagan. Got, he got shot. These protectors, Reagan? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't die from it, though. No, but he got fucking shot. Not, yeah. Well, just saying. Yeah, but the guy who shot him wasn't mutant. Was another, Sentinel's another... not bothered. I've actually, I've actually stood in the place where Reagan was shot. In with, Washington. With the gun? Yeah, with the gun. It was me. <laughs> Last bit of feedback for this week, and then we can all go home. Uh, can this we? Is from, good. We're into the pub. Oh, that's right, yeah. This is from Greg Christie, and he, he wrote in last week about Breaking Bad and how excited he is. Ooh. And he's got some predictions that he'd like to share with us about how Breaking Bad will end. Do you think? Spoiler alert, maybe? Well, well no, really it's prediction. He hasn't written Yeah, but this, some of this might follow on from, like, season four, which people might not have seen. Just, just putting it out there, just putting it well, out there. let's say, if, you haven't, if you're not up to speed on Breaking you, Bad... We're probably yeah. done for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Switch off now. And we'll see you next we'll week. See you next week. If you are up to speed on Breaking Bad... We'll see you now. Is that right? Step into my office. Here he says, some predictions. He's got five predictions. He says, number one in one, the cancer will return. Yeah, mm. I think that's likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number two, Skylar will die. Ooh. I don't know about that. I think the whole point of what's happened with Breaking Bad is that now he's got exactly what he wanted and he has to live with it. Mm. Except his family now. Be hate careful him. what you wish for. Is that that's the thing? Well, the, the showrunners always said the whole thing about Breaking Bad is about consequence. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. the over, like riding theme of the show. Is so, like, if he loses his family, it undermines that message of the show. That's why I think it's a show that gets better as it goes yeah. along because those consequences mount up. Uh, I'm going to swap a couple of these around. He says Jesse will end up cooking again. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. How many episodes is there? Eight. Eight left. Six. Thirteen. Eight. Oh, no, no, there's only six left because we're halfway through, through, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. is looking it up. Either way, not a lot can happen in that, surely. Because it's it's kind of slow-paced anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, He thinks Walt might be involved in a Scarface-style shootout. I was thinking Godfather-style shootout. Godfather 2-style shootout. Either way, it's going to reach a climax with Hank. What's the difference? What's the Godfather 2? Wait. Maybe I'm thinking of Scarface. Okay. Okay. A shootout. Yes, the drugs. Brilliant. And drugs. And finally, he says, um, Ricin will play a big part. Mm. Mm. I think Ricin's kind of gone... He is talking about the poison, I presume. As yeah. opposed to what other Ricin? I don't know, like, does there a character called Ricin? I don't think there's a character called Barbara Ricin. Uh, it's kind of, it's been in, on the... It's, it's kind of taken a back seat, hasn't it? It's been, it's been a motif, like it's turned up yeah. now and then, but it's not turned up for a while now. No. I don't... I don't think it's been mentioned in the last Rice is a motif. Well, I think so, isn't it? Is it? Pretty I sure it has. Really, I think the, last, the last time was, I think, when, that, when, when, the, uh, when he poisoned the kid, wasn't it? 
That was the last ricin incident. Right. Was that, that ricin? He didn't use ricin. No, though, it was something to do with that plant, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't ricin. ricin. But he has he has developed ricin. I, ricin was the stuff in conclusion, tried, nobody tried, can kill remember what happened. He killed Tuco with. He tried to kill Tuco with it. The ricin. The first I can't time. remember what happened in any of it. Yeah, he gave, he gave it to um, Jesse, didn't he? And then Jesse didn't use it. Wasn't that? You know, I watched a lot of Breaking no, that's, Bad. No, that's the stuff that he killed the kid with. Me. I watched a lot of Breaking Bad when I had my broken leg. And I was basically off my face on codeine. I don't know. Yeah, I just get what's going on. Brilliant. Anyway. Don't bother writing in. Don't bother writing in to tell us what you think is going to happen with Breaking Bad because you might be right and then you've ruined it for everybody. <laughs> when does it start? Uh, two August, weeks, three yeah, weeks. I think twelfth of August, something like that. It's Do however write into us with anything else you would like to, please, because yeah. we'd like to hear from you. Um, IGN as always, sreader ign.com. Oh, you big prick. IGN <laughs> underscore UK feedback at ign.com. That's R E I D. Yes. <laughs> at IGN.com. Oh seven nine six seven. <laughs> Fucking fuck five eight eight. All of you go away. <laughs> And yeah, thanks very What's, much for listening. This oh, is the critically acclaimed oh, IGN UK feedback. Out this week, sure. Out this week, no games, films, no. The Conjuring. You've seen that, haven't you? Yes, very good. Any good? From up on Poppy Hill. Never heard of it. This is the new Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. Sure. Only God Forgives. Terrible reviews. There were some terrible and some amazing reviews. Mm. Our review's terrible, but some what, other just, outlets, just some less respectable outlets, like The Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> giving it a very good <laughs> red, red 2, which I'll go and see, because I like the first Red, and apparently and then, this, is, this is better. And then next about Wednesday. old people. <laughs> right up your street. <laughs> film about old people killing the rest of you fuckers. <laughs> and next week, next Wednesday, the big one, Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, which I saw last night, and it is genuinely, genuinely funny. Is it? It's really, really laugh out loud funny Can't from wait the first it. minute, yeah. Lols, lols. As in hysterics. Massive lols. Sweet. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.